Yeah, let's do it. It's a Tuesday, January 30th, 2024. Welcome into BetQL Daily. Chris Mack, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you for the next three hours as we are every single day live coast to coast from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on the BetQL network, wherever you may be in the world on your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's free. Download it today. Take us with you wherever you're going this morning. And then anything you miss, you download it as a podcast later inside the Odyssey app as well. And, of course, you can watch the show, twitch.tv slash BetQL, and on YouTube as well. A lot of hoops to get to today, including how we did last night in some of our plays. It's Tuesday. So second hour of the show, we'll catch up with Von Dalzell of NBC Sports, talk a little bit of everything, uh, whether it be NFL, NBA, college hoops. Isaac Trotter at the top of the third hour of 24-7 sports, definitely to focus in on college hoops. And again, we had a couple plays there last night that we can talk about. But let's start. We've got Super Bowl injury news already. Turns out, Charles Omenehu, he's got a torn ACL. So, immediately, the Chiefs, that defense that we talked about so much yesterday in the aftermath of holding down Baltimore in the AFC Championship game, and that has really sort of helped them weather the storm this year, guys, that defense takes a hit with a guy out long-term, but the immediate impact is one less pass rusher, a very effective pass rusher, to get after Brock Purdy and Joe this doesn't immediately move any lines. I didn't see any immediate movement because of this, um, but it is something to keep an eye on as we continue to prep for this one and build towards next Sunday. Yeah, um, I didn't expect this to move any any lines at all, like not even a half a point. I didn't expect that. We're all smart enough as far as the betting world. We understand what kind of movement. Outside of quarterback, it is the most impactful players um, and pass rusher is one of those positions. Like, but if it was like Chris Jones, like then yeah. you could see like one out of eleven defensive players, like Chris Jones, you could see some sort of an impact. I wonder if there's anybody else on that Chiefs defense where you would have seen that sort of movement. Sneed, maybe yeah. you lose a corner. Um, you yeah. had a big uh, conference title game, maybe, but there's not. The list is short. Um, he was impactful in the regular season, seven sacks, 11 regular season games. But, yeah, that's not going to move the needle. And, you know, I, Aaron, I'm still searching for somebody to say, I'm laying it with San Francisco. I have not seen that at all. Um, I thought the bet percentages would be even higher as far as Kansas City goes. But, uh, yeah, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. I don't think it's going to stop anyone. If this continues to trickle down closer and closer to that pick'em number. Yeah, he did have a strip sack um, against Lamar on Sunday, and then he left with that injury. I do think it's a big deal since the Chiefs' defense is the highlight of this team, but I I could understand why it wouldn't change things. Um, In terms of hearing people make a case for the Niners, I was thinking about that this morning. Like, am I just like the public here liking the Chiefs early? Am I going to regret this as we get closer to kickoff? Like, maybe I should have been on the Niners. It's it's not the public. It's everyone. It's sharp betters, (laughs) too. Like, took the two and a half. They're like, this two and a half is not going to be available. This isn't going to last. I'm going to jump on this right now. It's it's everybody. 
but it also makes sense, right, Chris? Like, I understand the yeah. argument for Kansas City, and part of that is against San Francisco the way they've played in the playoffs thus far. Yeah, absolutely. It makes sense. 64% of the money as of this morning uh, on Kansas City uh, and 70% of the tickets. Uh, that kind of info at BetQL right now. You can go find it yourself. 16.7%, though. Um, BetMGM giving us some of this information yesterday, uh, yeah. both firsthand and via the New York Post. 16.7% of all Super Bowl futures bets this season were on the 49ers. So the 49ers still remain BetMGM's biggest liability going into this game, um, which is an interesting dichotomy of, okay, futures on one side. To your point, Joe, not just the public, but everybody coming in real hard on Kansas City here as soon as the game gets set. And how does that even things out for the books as we continue to approach next Sunday? And does it have any effect on the the game day markets as well something to keep an eye on as like i said we push forward into next sunday uh we will talk plenty of super bowl today we want to look again at the mvp market we'll do that in about 15 minutes hour and 15 minutes from now we're going to do for the next week week and a half here we want to take a look back uh, nfl year in review so at 10 20 eastern uh, we'll look back on the nfc least uh <laughs> excuse me <laughs> nfc east Oh, Freudian slip. How about that? <laughs> and talk about what each of these teams did is or did not division. do. I remember last year, a year ago, this is the best division in football. It just not flips even, on its head in the NFL so much. Yeah, and not even last year. We'll get into this when we talk about it specifically. But like, eight, what, six, eight weeks ago, we're like, oh, man, the battle for the one seed. <laughs> yeah. I remember the week you were in Mexico, Joe. I was... I was sitting in on the show, and I just remember talking every single angle for the one seed was based on Philly and Dallas, and there's a whoop, gone out the window. Uh, Super Bowl specials as well in the final hour of the show. But let's talk about how we did last night. We had our blind college hoops home dog double play. (laughs) We went 50-50. We went 50-50. Virginia Tech goes cold shooting in the second half, so they end up uh, going down by 10 to Duke. Duke covers the three and a half. Texas-Houston, I thought, was the much more interesting one. We get the cover on Texas at home. Uh, They got five and a half. Thought they were going to win outright at times during the second half, uh, but Houston ends up winning it in OT, 76-72. That's a big, big 12 road victory for them. Um, That that Mm -hmm. is. uh, that's, That's one of those things that when we look back on Houston and we're trying to talk about resumes for one seeds and things like that, uh, Joe, where we'll look back on that one and say, okay, Texas may not be one of the best teams in the country, but it's a strong big 12 squad at home. You had to go to OT, but you fought through another one of those cold stretches in the second half and ended up winning. Yeah. You could say uh, that it was positive for Houston or sometimes in tough conference losses where you have a tough string of games, you could say pushing that team to overtime. You did a lot more than I thought you were going to do. Like that's yeah. that's not bad. Um, unfortunately for me, I was thinking Va Tech would be the dogs in this situation that would end up covering. But no, it was Texas. You know, Jenks, uh, Jenks had the burnt orange on this morning, oh, maybe celebrating God. a cover. Not not a win last night, but uh, celebrating the cover. We didn't get to that, unfortunately, because we were. He's still hung up on the the Aaron butt tattoo that never came about. <laughs> but <laughs> the dunkster was not in, so I I 
believe he's depressed about the entire oh. situation. But um, well. yeah, it's been a tough schedule spot for Texas. <laughs> Fourth straight game against a top 25 team. But, um, you know, in the end, not a team that I know they're unranked at the moment, but I'm not going to completely forget about them because, you know, while it's been a losing stretch, like it, when you show up, that's why we talk about teams in the Big 12, right? Because they're battle tested. They're going through through these wars. Guys yeah. like Izzo that, that make the run in March, they love this. They take on the tough opponents in uh, non-conference play. And if they feel strongly, they're going to be in there. Like I thought it was a positive for both sides, Aaron. How about you? Yeah, and it really came down to the, those free throws in the end, too. Um, yeah. I, I could have – the uh, Texas could have won outright, I thought. A very, very close game. Uh, Aismas played very well. So, yeah, I think you got to like it. Good system play. Got to pick and choose your spots, though, when uh, yeah. betting on this. Right, Texas, Chris? you know, yeah, you pick, choose, be careful. Uh, Texas, at least in Lenardi's latest bracketology, a play-in team, a 10 seed. So maybe one of those classic play-in teams that you keep an eye out for. You know, we, we all just breeze by the play-in games when we fill out our brackets. Uh, if we do yeah. that come March, and maybe that's not a game that you breeze by. You look at it and say, hey, is this, I don't know if it's a UCLA-style team from a few years ago, but it's it's something that maybe a 10 seed that can, you know, sneak into the Sweet 16. Speaking of picking your spots, wow, Aaron Hawksworth on Howard and the team total. They cover it with like <laughs> three and a half minutes left. All right. <laughs> oh, give, give the real story, Aaron. Like, what's going on? How did How did you get with Howard team total how did you get <laughs> all right i was looking at the spread and i'm like let's be honest i don't cover i did cover howard they're down the street yeah. from me they're like 30 yeah. minutes away so i like to cheer for them um their athletic department they don't have a ton of money so anytime you can see them do well i get happy for them so i was like man i have i know nothing about coppin state i did do some research and i'm thinking you know am i gonna let it eight and a half with howard it seems like they should blow them out but let's just go with the team total once i researched that they average more than what the team total was i'm like why not let's go yeah. right and they and they won by 15, so they more than covered. You you, you nailed right. it. Good work. On, on right. Friday, I'm expecting a play on Howard Hampton. Oh. The next game. Got three days. the real HU, I will. Okay, those three days to prepare. <laughs> they hate each Ms. other. Hawksworth. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk with Isaac Trotter at 24-7 Sports uh, at the top of the third hour here on BetQL Daily about his takeaways from College Hoops last night, those two games we mentioned, as well as what to look forward to the rest of the week. As for the NBA, let's start. Nailed the Suns' heat under for what that's worth. Heat shot just 39%. Suns are in the middle of this marathon road trip out east, 12 days, seven games. They've still got Brooklyn, Atlanta, and Washington to visit before the end of the day on Sunday. Um, make of that what you will. More so that the Heat have lost seven in a row now. And Aaron... The owner of a preseason Miami Heat Eastern Conference ticket may look oh, at this boy. as an opportunity to double down and buy low. So probably not going to double down. So <laughs> I, we must have looked ahead at futures after the NBA championship because apparently I placed this bet June 
13th of 2023. <laughs> so I think it was just more, my biggest takeaway was like, okay, he, they're free falling seven game losing streak. This is like the worst since Spolstra has been a head coach. Where is Hemi? But we all know the heat can turn it on in the playoffs. So I, I looked yeah. and I'm like, oh, you're getting 12 to one for Eastern conference. I think noops has come on a couple times and been pounding the table for the heat as well. So I think this could be a buy low spot, you know, and, and I was thinking about it in terms of like the chiefs, like, you know, you're not as good as maybe people thought you were going to be, but still there are some teams and even if they have the right head coach, especially in the NBA where the regular season doesn't matter. That was one of our biggest lessons that we talked about that we learned last year. I think there's some value on the heat right now. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. There's uh there's a few teams in that exact same range, 12, 14 to one that are on fire. Like the Knicks are one of them. They had an easy cover last night again, and they're same, same number 14 to one in the East. And, uh, the Cavaliers, I, I had them last night as a short dog. That ended up closing one and a half. It was two and a half when we talked about it on the show. Um, yeah. They end up taking down the Clippers last night. That's a better number. That's 25, about double the number of the Heat. But it all comes down to, you know, are we going to be searching for value when maybe you don't need to? Um, is it going to be one of those top two teams? That's where the conversation starts. Do you think yep. Boston is going to fall apart once again? And then we saw Doc's debut last night. Is that going to work? They end up losing uh, to Denver. The Nuggets uh, end up covering the point spread there. But, I mean, that's what, what it's all about, right? Those top two to three teams, how much do you believe them? And the third one being Philly and Embiid. Like, yeah, Jesus, I feel, I feel for those people that uh, have MVP tickets. Yeah, because oh, the magic number is down to five now, right? He can only miss five yep. more games and uh, not have to worry about hitting the 65-game minimum for qualifying for MVP. You mentioned the Celtics, Joe. Like, down, what was it at halftime? I mean, double digits to New Orleans. They have to fight back in that one. They've looked wobbly at home uh, over the last couple of weeks. It, it's probably just January doldrums, dog days of the NBA season. Um, and, you know, they're losing a little focus, not quite as sharp. But I think that's something to keep an eye on. And they host the Pacers tonight. Uh, that'll be something that we'll get into a little bit later as well. SGA covered his 31 and a half at 37 and a loss at home to the Timberwolves, who take control of the one seed out west, half game ahead of the Nuggets. Uh, Aaron, you missed your your triple-double, double-double combo. It's a bonus, oh. though. 26 boards, Dude. season high. 26 boards uh, in a win over the Grizzlies. Um, yeah. Anthony Davis, looked, no, yeah, yeah, he didn't have the double-double. Only Jokic got the triple-double, but I was close. 14th of the season. It's yeah. 14th of the season. We will talk Nuggets, Bucks. Um, the Lakers getting blitzed by the Rockets in Houston. Uh, and maybe Dylan Brooks getting inside the Lakers' heads. That coming up a little less than an hour from now. But coming up next... Super Bowl MVP market. What's it look like? Where do we jump first? Where do we like the value? A couple of intriguing numbers on the board. That's next right here on BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM.